Hey guys. Hey, welcome back guys. Thank you for joining us today uh, here at Aspire to Be Hospitality Group. Uh, thank you so much. Um, want to send a shout out to everybody that's subscribing to this. Boy, I've got some notes this morning. Uh, Justin, I think you came to me and said, man, the last two episode subscriptions have went way, way up. So I think we're on to something. And I got a great couple messages out to us this week, too, and just really lifting us up and, you know, thanking us for what we're doing. Uh, we're having fun with this. Uh, we enjoy it. Um, it's something that we like to share. Um, God has came in our life and it allowed us to bless us, uh, especially with all our past. Go back and review that, see where we came from. Um, that, mm -hmm. you know, we give him all the glory because this is pretty awesome what we're at and able to share this uh, with everybody out there. So, um, you know, I thank y'all. My name is Chris Alexa. I'm the CEO founder of Aspire to Hospitality Group, and I got my group right here, um, and I just want to introduce them and let them take some time. I want to go back and say this before we do this, too. This is the last episode of season two. 24 episodes deep already. Yeah. It's crazy. It's flown by. And we've been, been, yeah, it's went really fast. It has. So today um, is, is that. So we're celebrating that today. So uh, over here. Yeah, Kimberly Alexa, um, founder, partner of Aspire to Be Hospitality Group. Just here ready to talk you through the exciting world of business. That's awesome. You know, and my man over here. Justin Smith, uh, COO, Aspire to Be Hospitality, run operations. Um, pumped. Pumped up. And uh, hey, again, uh how, how you really help with us is go out and subscribe to this. Really make comments, um, make posts on it, share it. However, that's that's the payment that we get out of this. We've had some good reach outs to us, too. Some people who want to partner with us. We have I've had some reach out to us of people who want to be uh, be a guest on the show. And we're, we're kind of challenging. Uh, we'll be having meetings here pretty soon with the with the team and, and looking at what the future looks like for this and how we're going to add another spot to this table. Season, oh, wow. Yeah. Season okay. two has changed. We went to a bigger table, kind of changed some stuff, so we kind of continue to want to do that. So we'll be off the grid for about a couple of weeks. So as we, you know, get the next episodes lined up, and uh, we we'll take some vacation time too. Yeah, summer, <laughs> much needed. Uh, I just turned. Uh, what was I? Fifty. Fifty. Five zero. Five zero. So um, and Kim's turning. 5-0 here in September. So we're going to take a week off. Oh, you get away. went there. <laughs> yeah. So that's fine. She told on me. I'm True. telling on her. True that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what does that lady say? I can kick, punch, and kick. I'm 50. Yes. Nice. <laughs> we're going to do that. I want you to do nice. that, too, on, this, on this trip. Uh, it's actually, we're going on with a, a, a couple of couples of our best friends in the world, and they're all turning 50 sometime in this that's summer. That's so crazy that y'all are turning 50 at the same time or I so know. close together. It's yeah. like uh, there's five of us on this trip from from uh, what uh, May yeah. to September or October. It's actually starting April, right? That's April. right. April. To October, that yeah. we're all turning fifty. Nice. So that's going to be a really cool trip. It's but big deal. Uh, today, man, uh, I, I kind of challenge us to say open mic, right? You know, we didn't we we didn't come in and just start talking about like a topic that we're getting a lot of, but we do get a lot of questions about this. So it's kind of an open mic topic today, and it's something that we're really challenged with right now. There's there's a lot of things happening in the world today, man. Every time I turn on social media, it's a, you know, and I don't know if it's happening wherever you're at. I know it's happening in Southeast Texas, and, I, and I'm on all these calls, so I know it's happening nationwide, really, that, that transactions are down, sales are down, the economy's really sucking really bad <laughs> right now for a lot of people. It's so expensive out there just to live. Yeah. Not mm. to do business. It's so expensive just to live life. Mm. And I, it, 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 I hate it. I hate to see people go to the grocery store and just when the people add up their totals, it blows me away. I mean, we first got married. It's like you spend $100 at the grocery store, you freaked out, but you got a buggy full. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now it's like you come home and it's like, hey, I spent 700 bucks. I'm like, well, there's not that many bags in the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's tough. But, man, it's restaurants, tough. businesses are closing like crazy. Yeah. It's it's sad. It's, it's it's you know, the smaller ones, the mom and pops, franchises, everybody. I hear people getting attacked on social media. Go Don't, don't go to franchise. Don't go to big businesses. I mean, everybody's hurting a little bit, and we all employ a lot of people. No matter if you're mom and pop or you're a big franchise, there's a franchisee somewhere. They're paying a lot of people money. Uh, they're staffing people, too. What? Can I just insert something? You just said something that I just want to clear the air with. Yeah. Is that I hear people say support local all the time, don't support franchises. We are local. We yeah. do own franchises. So there's a big misconception out there that we are absolutely local. Support your franchises that are in your communities are more than likely local, so support them. Yeah, Look we for are that local sticker, small businesses. That, <clears throat> yeah. The locally owned and operated franchisee or franchise, almost all of them are are small businesses, small owners. Small owners, and yeah. And really, the reality is they're probably paying five, six, seven, or eight cents on the dollar compared to the true locally owned. But yeah. we're, I mean, most franchises are locally owned. So if you're looking at the the front door, most of the time tells the story, but. Corporate versus franchise. You're absolutely right, Kim. I'm, that's a that's a huge deal. Yeah. Well, you know, even though sorry, I didn't mean no, to I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that. I, I thought the same so exact this thing. Is, this that's, is kind of yeah. open mic thing right now. I'm yeah, glad you brought that up because I read it on okay. social and I feel for everybody. Right? Business is business, no, no matter locally owned, franchise owned, or what. Uh, we all employ a lot of people, and that's people right. depend on us absolutely mom and pops franchisees or what business everybody's getting a paycheck and going to pay bills with that so when a store closes no matter what or sales go down it's affecting it affects people in their pocketbooks and feeding their family that's right and and i'll say this we have stores in all different cities you know my hometown or wherever and man we partner with everybody I mean, and out like Charles, I mean, we're a big sponsorships of the local high schools and support all these schools. And Alexander, we support different organizations, boys and girls clubs, uh, little leagues. If you call us, if you, you know, go to that store and that somebody sends us some, hey, I want you to sponsor my little league. Well, we don't try to just sponsor one team. We try to sponsor the whole little league because we want to yeah. be part of that. So we stay do a lot within of, our budget. We do. We do. We do. We try to yeah. stay in that. And we all have budgets, but it's a tough market right now. So we're evaluating ourselves daily daily Mm -hmm. and this comes up to i get a lot of topic a lot of questions about this that we have this big neon that's hung in our conference room Mm -hmm. and and it's building machines it's something one of the nuggets one of the the criticisms that we came out of this when we changed our culture so we get a lot of questions about that and i kind of want to bring that up to y'all throw this out there because and i want to start it out this way you know, as we grow and we get bigger and, you know, and, and kind of grow in size and, you know, more employees, more staff, more stores, uh, sometimes our leaders out there in the field, you know, get their blinders on and, and kind of things happen because we're focused on right now transactions, profitability. Okay, so we kind of forget about some of the other things that on the line. And, and sometimes when I go to these stores or I go past other restaurants or other businesses and I see that they're not paying attention to the, the small things, Justin, you know, like the little things outside, signs are burnt out, dead trees or what. I'm like, well, people pass by there and think oh, they don't really care about their building too much or it's, it's they haven't mowed their grass in forever. What's the store look like inside? And I got a text message the other day from a good friend of mine that was at one of our stores in Lake Charles, and we tour our stores. We go into the stores all the time, but, you know, there was a bunch of weeds growed up, grew, had grew up right there at the front door, right there in the walkway. Oh, that drives you crazy. Yeah, it drives me crazy because that's the little things, right? Yeah, that's yeah. every rock's in this place. Mm-hmm. And, and immediately I took the snapshot, sent it straight to the, the leadership team, and it yeah. was like, 
I mean, two minutes later, those weeds were gone. You know, they were gone. They sent me pictures. They they went and contacted the business coach, contacted the GM. The GM got all the managers. How do we open this door every day? How do we not see that? How did we not see that weed growing up in there? Well, because we got focused on transactions and being, you know, have people at the front door, keeping the bathrooms clean because guests are kind of picky right now because the, the, the pies got smaller. Who's out there shopping for us? So that happened and then, then went to the next level that they contacted the, the landscaper. Hey, that's your job, dude. Why aren't you doing this? And then, boy, I think the landscaper was out there like, what, 30 minutes later, Justin? Yeah. And he right pulled away. all the weeds and killed them all. So then we get back as a team. We evaluate that in the building machines and what it truly means, right? And yeah. I want to talk about the pros and cons here. So I want to dive into this. Yeah, so, so what I kind of hear you saying is uh, – is building machines really worth it in yes. your business? Yes, that's is, the is question. Yeah. Yes. Is there some pros or is there some cons with, you know, stomping out, stamping out some robots to run your day-to-day business? Yep, that's, that's what right. I understand you're saying, yeah. Yeah, so I think there's definitely pros. You know, I've always been a big fan of what I say, stamp out robots. You kind of came in and said building machines, and, and that's a great terminology. But for me, it is if you can create someone to work exactly like your mindset in business when you're apart, you've created almost a robot, right? Mm-hmm. And they will carry out and fulfill the same vision that you have in your business when you're away. Yeah. So those weeds that we know that drive you crazy because you come up with every rock in its place as a CEO and visionary of this company – you want to create the same multiple CEOs of your company that's that have the same vision. That's right. Every and rock in its place. That's right. And you do that, though, through good systems, right? You do that in making sure you have the systems out there and the check boxes. And you don't want to build super complicated machines, especially in our business. And I like to use the terminology kind of simplify and intensify your system. So few check boxes that have impact and you ultimately want to make sure those systems are out there for the checks and balances of those things. So then it really comes down to, is the system wrong or needs to be tweaked, or is the human deciding not to do the system? And that's kind of been some of the the biggest struggle. The pro is if you get those systems right, you really don't have to worry about those things. And you're just dealing with really small one-off situations. And sometimes they turn into a five-alarm fire, like the instance that Chris brought up. But as as a whole, as a company you're putting those systems in place to make sure that 99% of the time that if you're checking those boxes, you're keeping all of those things intact, flowing, working properly, but the systems break. Even the finest of cars and finest of systems need oil changes, need tweaks, and need us to constantly reevaluate and get in there and uh, focus on those losses or tweak the things that are broke. You know, but with systems, Justin, I think our challenge as company and as business leaders, our challenge is to um, get our people to buy into our systems on the reason why. You know, we've created some amazing systems here at Aspire to Be that stamp out the robot. They all they have to do is just follow the system. So that's the robot portion, right? But getting them to buy into the why and why it's so important and do our system until you can come up with a better one, right? Yeah. So we're not cl- so closed-minded. We don't have blinders on to say yeah. Yeah. as we uh, employ different leaders in our company, if they have better ideas, bring them. Yeah. Be and, open to those ideas. And I'm yeah. glad you're saying that because sometimes when you're listening back, and I'm, <laughs> we'll probably get some feedback on this first part of the part of this because when it says robots, you're creating robots. 
it doesn't mean we're physically creating somebody that doesn't think for themselves, right? We want them to challenge them. So now we're bringing that human element back into it to say, how do you get a little bit better, right? Yeah, you're always going to have someone that's going to be hung up on some words that you use. Yeah. But in reality, at the end of the day, um, when you do something over and over again, it is similar to a robot, yeah. right? So don't get hung up on the, on yeah. the words that we use here in our podcast. Get hung up on the ideas. And, and the, the ideas, ideas are is that we're trying to create, clone ourselves, our business leaders, clone ourselves as business leaders to create people that can carry out a successful business because at the end of the day, that's what we're about. There's minimum expectations too. And like it, it for, for me and listening to that, you know, the, the elephant and the tough thing to hear and talk about is, you know, ultimately we're providing a contract for these people to agree to, to do these things or to do these systems and we just have a lot of faith if you sign and say you're going to do those things that you will. But we still want you to be innovative and creative. Absolutely. you, you got to do those minimum things. And I just feel like we spend so much of our time pouring into whether it's T-shirts or high fives or just trying to be the most positive people on the planet. And we give, give, give. The, the minimum that you have to do is those, you know, couple bullets that you've, you've agreed upon. And those really are the systems. Those yeah. are the the minimum things. And yeah. I think we overall do a really good job there, but that's that's one of the things that I'm, I'm constantly challenged with. It's like, you know, yeah, you're right. You do have to let people be creative and innovative and, you know, do, do their own thing and, and tell you how you could, you know, make something better for yeah. sure. But you've also got, you know, a hundred years worth of experience to saying, if you just do this, it'll make your job really, really easy. And you'll create a bunch of time to be creative, yeah. to yeah. spend time. And it's well, you know, I think that it, wait, wait, first, and we're going to talk about the pros here, because the pro of this thing of the whole idea, when I came up in the team, we all talked about it, built this building machines and the, the vision of that mm -hmm. is that. And it's frustrating to me, and I know it's frustrating. You re we read it all the time that when me and you first had our first two Quiznos, we were in there 60, 50, 80 hours a week. Yeah. We saw everything happening. We mm -hmm. knew what was happening. Um, we paid attention to the videos and watched them all. But then as we opened more and more and more, it kind of waters us down a little bit. And that's when you start bringing multiple other leaders on. Mm -hmm. And you gotta now you got to build this machine. Then he has to build that machine because we get criticized a lot. There's like, oh, Chris and Kim are getting too big. They don't care about the guest anymore. They don't care about their service. And they attack us. Well, that's on the, far from the truth. It, 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 yeah, it's it's way far from the mm -hmm. truth. We do. But, yeah, as we built out 15 different restaurants and building more, that's the whole purpose of building machines because we try to build them to understand the value of what we think, right, of the mm -hmm. guest. Mm -hmm. Hospitality, the mm -hmm. guest first. Yeah. That's why we built this podcast, People Bring Profit, because mm -hmm. that's what we try to teach our leaders out there. It's all about the person that works for us, and it's all about the person that walks in the door. Yeah. Now, we can't go out and every – it used to, I felt like it was 50-50 chance when we hired staff that they were good. Now it's like a lot less because sometimes some of them just come to work and don't want to work. And the same thing, I guess, you can't please everybody. But that's the purpose of the pros is this. When you build out their leaders and your, our, our business coaches, they go out and do that. Now, they, they hold our vision. And then because I go to some of these stores of corporates owned or, you know, big corporations, I'm not going to mention money of them. But, you know, sometimes that when I walk in there, go get some I'm like there's no way somebody up at the top knows what's going on in here right now. 
Right. You know, there's no way they know that. And there's a disconnect. One thing about us and one thing you should do is always pay attention to the small things. Go in your stores. Pay attention what's happening. As you grow from one to two to three, pay attention because those people that are out there selling your product or representing your company or your brand, you know, they need to be you. They need to be, they understand the culture that you're bringing, right? Yeah, yeah. You and when we're building robots, and one of the pros here is this scales. It allows you to grow. It does. So if you're building a robot and you have a template or a model and a mold, and you want to put that on a production line, it's very, very easy if the parts are the same every single time, or your restaurant and your, all of the things that everybody's doing, whether that's an email or a back office system is the same. But mm -hmm. if you make just one tweak to that, that means you need more people to own that process and hold that process accountable. And those are that's a huge pro. If you can get things in alignment and get cohesion with any of your systems in there, it allows you to have 25 or it allows you to build a thousand robots. But the second you start tweaking thing and that's where you know, you're going to have a lot of talented people on your team as you grow, too, that are going to have great ideas, but there needs to be channels to bring, you know, and that's why we do our leadership meetings. Mm -hmm. Hey, we've got a great idea. Should we do this or not do this? It might be a great idea. It might be a great idea for one restaurant, but is it a great idea for Multiple. 17 to yes. do that? Yeah. And that's when we talk about, you know, that that's a huge pro, though. That's a yeah. pro of our business that in a click, I can read everybody's manager log. Yeah. yeah. If they all use different softwares, that would take me a I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd need someone to manage that process. So that's a huge pro to building robots and machines. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think the the what we do very well is we challenge ourselves because then it's like you're building a assembly line of robots, right? You're trying to do that. But as the new model comes out, um, the new model comes out, well, you've got to change some stuff up. And that's one thing we're always looking at our assembly line, our building of the machines of like what's changed, what needs to be tweaked, um, and what can we insert? You know, now we need to insert a different model now. Great so, call out. Change to me goes, and, and you speak on this, it's, it's training too. So if you make a change, you're training 15, 20 people to do the same system a little bit differently, not eight different systems or, or six different brands, six different systems. So embracing change and training that change is a huge deal. Yeah, yeah and you're almost back to square one again. Yeah. Now you're back to building the small robot. Yeah. And, and embracing the change. Yeah. Yeah. So that you can stamp it out appropriately. Explaining and so, the why. Like yeah. You said. So everyone has the vision. And, and what I, one thing I like to say, I don't want to say this too, that I like about us is we'll identify a, a, a machine out mm -hmm. there, you know, that we went through training. Right. And then it, it's acting up. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it's, you know, it's having a misfire every now and then. Mm -hmm. And then what did we try to do? We try to bring that in. Yeah. And then re retool it and find out what what circuit boards acting up. Yeah, change that part out, yeah. right? And then put them back out there. Yeah, because like I've heard Justin say time and time again, is it the system or is it the person? Yeah, yeah. And you're looking yes. at your outliers or your you know your your great performances and your worst performances, and we're celebrating and enhancing our best, but. The, the bottom people deserve to be retrained. They deserve, and we call it like a bottoms-up call, where it's, you know, get on the horn with the leaders, talk through the problem, talk through the solutions, and start testing and, and making gradual progress towards getting back to the middle or the top of that scorecard. But eventually, if you keep finding yourself on that bottoms-up call, you are just not either not getting it or don't care. And that turns into a human problem, and that turns into... You just might want to do it your way and don't care the yeah. way that we're pitching it. And 
the reason that your business should have a bottoms up call or focus on those outliers is the things that are happening great, you need to 10x them, you need to capitalize them. But the things that are not happening great, you need to evaluate that system, recoach, retrain, but then also identify quickly. And we're getting better at that, but yeah. we haven't always been great at that. The, the folks that just don't want to do the job and maybe they're better served doing something else in life. But you cannot let a store or a system or your business sit with people who do not care, do not execute the system. And you've got to identify that quickly. I think that's the most hardest part of our jobs and in our business is that it's real hard. I always <laughs> come to operations and say, what do I, what's the first thing that I always say when they're not performing? Yeah. Did you train them? Yeah. Are train they them? trained? Yeah. And Are we, you sure? Yeah. That they've had been trained. And we're implementing systems to give you really good answers to that because our people deserve it. And and, and they they might just need a different trainer or a different way of learning. And, you know, not everybody's a great trainer, but we've got some really, really good ones. And we'll throw darts at it all day, every day. But we have given some, we have given exceptional training in my mind by that the time spent, the people spent, the versions of it that we've given, the showing up and locking elbows eventually that leads into your, this is yeah. tough stuff. It is. I mean, yeah. And, 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 and then eventually it does lead into those hard decisions. Yeah. And then, then you got to make that, and that, you know, this whole topic, we're kind of, you know, going through the pros and cons, you know, and the, the, the con of it is, and I, <laughs> I'm going to steal something from you uh, in uh, the Escalade, right? You know, yeah. go buy three of them, but yeah. the Escalade needs the oil changed every three months. Yeah. Right. Or you, you're not taking care of it. Mm-hmm. So you have to pour in, keep continue just because you train somebody and you put them out there as you know one of your leaders in the t- field or leaders on the, in a store you got to go out there and check on them uh you know and follow up with them and look into them and, and that's where we're getting better at we're looking at that uh and, and the negative part too some of the cons too is like you said now it's time to make some t- tough decisions because you 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 built this machine you put it out there and numerous numerous issues you you poured into the culture we got the shirts we did the first best first day ever we went through this training but it's not changing you know yeah well then we make the decision to promote to guest yeah i like how you say promote yeah. to guest that's yeah. the we make way the upgrade yeah, yeah you, it's time to do that yeah and the negative part we get attacked sometimes we get nasty messages nasty oh, yeah. mis- yeah, emails uh different thing fired back at us and it's like oh you know, you people aren't truly people bring profit. You know, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a minute. That's when you come in and say, was he properly trained? Check, 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 check. Was he retrained? Check, check, check. How many write-ups did they have? Oh, the file's full. And and then you go back and pay attention to the things, Justin. We saw this. I mean, I mean, we, we have our cameras up in almost every leadership office, and we're running cameras. Well, we have a camera system that just runs offices, right, that just pays attention to our manager's office. Mm-hmm. And, well, but this go back and look in this particular you know, one of the managers might be in that office every day and yeah. they have the lowest, you know, uh, employee rate, right? Their employees, they're, they're understaffed, uh, turnover rates, crazy. Well, then I'll highest pay negative guest comments, negative guest comments, mm-hmm. highest food costs, you know, things that you start looking at. Well, yeah, we poured into you, but you did not pour it down. Yeah. I mean, so now you're attacking me. That's your fault, man. That's yeah. not our fault. Right. And it's frustrating that because you know, we can only do so much, but then after that level, now you need to take, you've always told these people, Hey, I can't sit here and train you all day. When you hire a new person in the office, 
you, you have to have some will to take off. I'll give you the tools. I'll give you everything you need. We'll give you the ongoing training you need, but I can't just sit here at your desk all day. Yeah. You know, if I did that, we'll just only have one store. Right. But the, you got to go out and do it. You're right, Justin. I the mean, most common thing is good leader, good store. And you, you can't stress that enough. And a good leader doesn't necessarily mean the smartest person on the block or the most experienced on the block. It means someone who cares, who's willing to learn, who's willing to run the system, run the system well for a long time. And you can move within the ranks and you can you could throw a ton of innovation and creativity and earn additional spots. But a good leader, you know, equals a good store. But a good leader just simply has to do the things that the company cares about, that, you know, put in the extra time with their people and hire a great staff or, you know, great group of employees really care about their product, keep it clean, neat and tidy, mm -hmm. do their walks every morning, open 15 minutes early, do a jump start to communicate to their team. Those are the minimums. If you just yeah. rinse and repeat that recipe, you're, you're going to move towards greatness, especially in our industry where you just communicate well, you open early just like church does, you make sure you're clean, neat, and tidy, you make things to spec. But when you're in the manager office or you're sitting at a table on your laptop or, you know, not doing those things, that's not anywhere in our playbook. Yeah. Nowhere in our playbook does it say you know, eat when we're busy or sit on your laptop and do something personal. And you can, we, we definitely give liberties if, if things happen, but, um, you know, you, you ask to do those things, but the good leader equals good store almost always. And there, there's not a playbook for that. You have to identify that you have to work with those people, pour into them, but ultimately it's up to them if they want to be a good leader. Yeah. yeah, just don't sit there and just get fat on leadership skills, right? Pour into the person below you. Oh, yeah, I uh, love because that. Because we are, we are constantly pouring into our, you know, those under us. So yeah. good just leadership don't sit is there and get fat on it. It's absolutely a reflection yeah. of those around you and those, you know, uh, uh, and I hate to say below you because we're all working together, but right. the, the tier below you, if they're, you know, excelling and, um, you know, working hard and, and running the systems, that's that's absolutely a, a big point. So if you're a GM, your assistant manager should be executing what's being cascaded to you. And if you're yeah. assistant manager, you should be spending time teaching and calibrating your hourly employees on how much and the why that these things matter. The more people you get trained to see the things that are so important to the business, the small things. We've got a hundred and thirteen people that work at that sports bar that did not care that there was a huge weed as you walked into the building. And yeah. I'm not pointing blame at anybody. That goes right to me. We we could have seen that too. That's the entire company. Yeah. But it, we need to teach all of those cap people to care as much as we do and tell them why that that's important. Mm -hmm. We've got some of the best ambiance. We've got a half million dollar AV package inside. We've got some of the best sound you could possibly hear. Best sports on the planet twice fried wings, which are just the juiciest, crispiest right. thing on the planet. But if they walk in and see a huge weed, they are going to think we don't have our stuff it together. It was a huge weed. And it might, <laughs> it was border, borderline it. tree. And yeah. in, in, what? In, yeah, in Louisiana, it, um, <laughs> things grow quickly. I'm a, uh, and they sprout. Yeah. It was one of those like videos you see on Instagram that at night this thing just blooms. Yeah, uh, it, it grew quickly. It was next to a plant, so it's not like it was standing Tyler, there. Tyler, I want to make sure that there's a <laughs> Somewhere in this episode, <laughs> we'll put the picture of this because Kim. I don't know if I. Should, I thought I, I might have yeah, showed you. I didn't you. see it. It, it was at, at one point. I thought it was a bush. 
you know. But, wow. you know, Justin, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. And, Kim, what you just said, it's our responsibility as young as leaders in any field is to pour it down, pass it down. Yeah. You know, it's nothing more than to be stranded or being somewhere and say, okay, we got to, we gotta, you know, share this. This piece of bread. Pass yeah. it down. Take a bite. Well, next thing you pass it down, there's one guy, he eats the whole thing. It's like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> really? You're supposed to break the bread and share. Yeah. <laughs> what happened here? Yeah. But, Justin, to go back to yeah. say that, that's what we should do. You know, when I saw the weed, very upset. You know, I was traumatized, really, because it's, it's an image of aspire to be. And that happens. And I preach this all the time on these podcasts. But what I was, it, what we do as a team, you know, we, we, we identify the problem. Kim's always taught me this. Identify the problem. How are we going to address the problem? Then how are we going to make sure that problem doesn't happen again? And that's exactly what we did. When I sent that message out, man, the team was on it. Then we talked about it. And then we actually had a meeting today. We -hmm. came back and collaborated again because now we're going to pour it down back to the leaders down to why it's so important to us. And now I actually use this terminology, Kim, you were in the meeting this morning. It's like, it's like doing a star test. Everybody hates star tests. But it's just a way to evaluate. Did the teachers teach what was supposed to be taught? Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm not far against kids learn what they were supposed to learn. That's That's right. Better way to look at that. Okay. And I'm not saying far against the guys, but I'm just saying, did they learn what they need to learn? So it's about, so we, we came up with an idea to really challenge our business coaches out there to go out there and and submit us some stuff to see if they need to be come back in and I need to change a circuit board, you know, figure it out. You get siloed and we, we've talked a lot about this, but even the star test is a great analogy because Aubrey came home, um, my daughter and just loves math just mm-hmm. excels in math. I mean, I, I think she possibly got 100 all four quarters, and there was 21 questions on the star test, and she got one wrong. She came home and knew it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, Dad, I got one wrong. She's like, I was never taught this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't even go over it. I guessed. I'm like, did you pick C? She's like, yeah, I picked C because you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, I got it right. <laughs> but no, the, the, the thought is like, yeah, we do have these initiatives and these cultures and these things that we talk about, but we get side. There might be five important bullets, but we really focus on two or three of them. We might focus on the cigarette butts, the debris, the, the roof, but we didn't focus so much on dead trees. Yeah. We looked at this dead tree every single day and just that wasn't even in our mindset or in our repertoire. And our manager's like, man, I didn't even get taught that. Yeah. I didn't even get taught that. Well, the, the common sense would say it's a it's a dead tree and you shouldn't be, but that's not the right place to go. The right place to go is let's recalibrate our system. Let's make sure you are taught that and you do know that expectation. And we make dang well sure moving forward that that's now part of your arsenal. Yeah. That we won't let that happen again. And yeah. It, it, you know, when I walk into a store, one of our stores, what I challenge our team is when you see the very hourly employees within our location, look, don't look at those as hourly, but look at those as CEOs. Mm -hmm. You want to bring up every hourly employee because at, you know, as far as our job coast goes, our hourlies is at at the bottom of the job of the pyramid. Look at those hourly employees as CEOs and pour into them your vision so that you can raise them up because we want, how many employees we have? 800. We yeah. would love 800 CEOs of a company. Mm-hmm. Maybe not our company, maybe somebody else's company, but that's what we're doing. We're pouring into people so that we can make them better yeah. to, to, you know, to, for tomorrow than they are today. How many CEOs have you built? I'm sitting here as a testimonial to what you just said, and mm-hmm. I was an hourly employee 20 years ago in a Buffalo Wild Wings, and I have a mission to be a CEO mm-hmm. yeah. because someone did that very same thing for me. Absolutely. I did ask questions. I asked how I could be better. What books could I read or special yeah. cleaning projects like your BK story? 
but I, I constantly did that at every level. And I have aspirations to do that very same thing. Mm-hmm. Who's the CEOs in your four walls right now? Yeah. You can see them. Let's be real. You have an idea and a pulse of who the good robots are out there. Pour into them. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Kim, because we try our, our, you know, our hardest to do that, especially with the field team. You know, when they come in, we spend lots of one-on-ones. I spend one-on-ones with them and just pour into them. It's impossible for us to get out there to all 800 employees, but we, our vision is for them to pour into their management team and then the management team pour into them. Sometimes it needs to come in for a tweak. There's some issues with that. So, um, yeah. you know, uh, I think we're trying. We're working hard. Um, you know, one thing I'll always brag about, too, especially with Kim, she does a very good job. Even she'll come in my office and, 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 and shut the door and have a conversation. She'll retool me. She'll, you know, kind of re, re, you know, change my circuit board and say, hey, um, I don't know if you you know looked at this or saw this. Let me pour into you. And um, and that's awesome because you don't have to always pour down. You can always pour up or side. You know, yeah. so when you're doing that, you know, it, it always like advice from everybody. People always say, who's your mentor? Who's your, you know, who do you follow the most? Well, I, I kind of don't really follow a lot of people, but I, I, I watch a lot of people. And when you come in the office, Justin, you'll come in a lot and we collaborate and talk about it. And that's the biggest thing. Don't be stuck in your shell, you know, and thinking, you know, it all or, yeah, you know, but at the same time, I also say, hey, what can I do better? Yeah. Where can I improve? And you, you do know, that all the time. I'm not so righteous that I will not ask and um, try to improve my own self. I'm glad you brought that up, too. Uh, I think both of y'all do a good job of that. Justin comes in my office. You come in the office. You call, you just ride in the car. You'll just stop and say, what, what can I do better as yeah, a CFO? What, what am I missing? And we've had some great conversations with that and opened the door up, even yeah. with time management. You're like, hey, how can I be better at time management? Because right. you always brag that I'm good at time management. Mm-hmm. So things, Justin comes in my office and all that, too. So, you know, knock on people's doors and ask them, say, hey, what can I do better? Absolutely. You know, whatever job you're doing, I always, you know, told my son this the other day when he was pressure washing. You know, he's like, Dad, there's so many people are negative about other people that's done their job. I said, well, then kind because they'll post that. Well, this guy did my job. It was no good. Yeah. So I said, well, go ask them what they did wrong. Say, well, they didn't like to do this. Well, then say, I'll do it for half the price, and I promise you it'll be better. And I guess what? You can win them back as, as now a customer towards you, too. So That's um, a great point. I mean, a great piece of that, too, is just like, Having good self-awareness and really, you know, a great way to to judge that is to listen yeah. and yes. to get in there at every level. Listen. I listen, listen. to you. Yeah. I listen to the business coaches when they provide feedback. And mm-hmm. very, very often, I'm not even giving an initial reaction. I'm just taking notes. I want to sleep on it. I want to process. I want to give a, a really good, thoughtful, respectful answer, good or bad, back to them. But you get all of that from from listening, mm-hmm. and and self awareness is a good thing too. And we we've all been down this where we've written something or texted something or emailed something where we came with great intentions or great thought and great passion, but it wasn't delivered in the the way that the other person received it. So um, just having self-awareness in those situations to get better and better and better at those moments. Yeah. Yeah. We are equipped with having gone through a million versions of those moments. Um, everybody else in our company is not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just a side note. Yeah. Thank goodness for um, chat GPT because it helps me with those emails. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> Before I spit them out. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that yeah. you say that. Before I fire off that email. We had, we had a great week this week. Uh, my son ordered. I love hearing you say that. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's it's something too. Somebody called me. I meant, forgot to tell you this. What's so crazy about it? What the, that the, I use the, it? That you use it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Not yet. Just that you use it. It's cascaded down. It's yeah. it's a piece of technology. And you just, um, the fact that, I mean, 
it it's see i wasn't close-minded no i accepted it you, right yeah y'all proud of me yes i'm very proud yeah. yeah um you just you write well and you you you've always had good grammar and things in emails but um i, I didn't even know you were using it i knew but he was. Tone, I knew I was well sometimes my tone if i'm aggravated or something it'll help me kind of tone it down a little bit yeah and so i appreciate that yeah it does because you always say read this and it's, oh, yeah, yeah. It's great or hey well, that's a little tough there yeah. Um, you know, I got called out you know, from a good friend of mine, matter of fact, I'm going to the Bahamas with, and, um, you know, cause I made a post, we had a great week this week. Uh, you know, our oldest, uh, Brendan, it, you know, ordered his class ring at A&M. That was yes. exciting for him. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Yeah. And then the next day, our daughter will be a senior this year, uh, had her last cheer camp, um, high school cheer camp. That looked and intense. It was, it was. Yeah. And she got all American, which that's one of the highest. Way to go, yeah. Belle. Yeah. She did Get awesome. It. We didn't even know she was trying out for it. We were running through the condo like, ah, excited. Um, But, you know, I made a post. And, you know, again, I type in there like, hey, please help me rewrite this. Use the word please. I say that all the time. And uh, I I came up with a post, and it used some different words. It changed my words to probably a little bit bigger words. And one of my (laughs) friends called me and said, one of my my friends called me and said, hey, did you use chat GT, whatever, (laughs) on that? And I said, yeah. I said, he said, well, I knew that had to be something. And I said, he said, I wonder how. I said, wait, wait, go back and look at my podcast. I, I said it. I, I'm honest with it. I use it sometimes. I yeah. use it a lot, really, to help me things because my grammar is not the best, you know? So uh, it it's helps okay. me. So it's okay, it, especially That's when right. you admit. Don't lie. You say, oh, I wrote that. Or, yeah. I, you know, don't say, oh, no, I've never used that. That's when not- your kids go back and read that, though, they're going to see how, you know, nicely written and thoughtful that was. That yeah. was your thoughts. Yeah. You yeah. told Completely. it. I mean, that was absolutely the, the words in the, you know, the, the small tweaks, they're all, you know, synonyms. They all yeah. mean the same thing, yes. but they're going to go back absolutely. and read that and be very, very proud of it. Yeah. Yes. That's why you got to embrace the tech. I mean, there's, yeah. these are human be thoughts being it. driven into something that's writing it in a better way. I was not good at English. Yeah. Um, I'm over it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, um, I'm a math guy. Hey, uh, still shamelessly, you know, the open mic kind of went. You know, open mic. We had a yeah. great conversation about what we're focused on right here at work and some of the stuff that we're doing. Um, so, I, you know, I thank you for uh, all the input that y'all two had on this episode. You know, sometimes we do this, um, you know, curveball question, and the curveball is a little different today. I actually, I'm saving y'all. I got num- a ton of people asking me to go up. You know, we tried the Blazing a while back. Well, you know, the new Blazing's coming out. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's a new one. Um, the, the guys tried it the other day and said it's hot. Yeah. Oh no. Buffalo so we're not going to get a version two of I can't feel my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, Buffalo Wild Wings is you know they've done pretty good every year. They kind of come out and you know change the the, the blaze and they kind of give it a new kick and it's pretty cool. But I said no, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> uh, that yeah. was a kick to my face. But um, the, the question I have for y'all and, and this is going to be really y'all you know kind of go probably get mad at me. But I'm going to throw this at you and it came to my mind just now a little while ago. So as we go on to season three, and we get a lot of, you know, people feedback, Justin, I want to know if there's a topic that you want to put on season three that you'd like to hear that you, that you, that maybe it's a podcast that you listen to or watch now, and there's something that you want to, you want us, us as a group to talk about. Is there anything that you would like to spend time on that? Uh, yeah, I think we should have a good conversation because just like this conversation today, it's like the real things we're working on and struggling through. I I would love to, you know, to talk through what is, um, leadership and development kind of at the director and up kind of level actually look like the, the grassroots of 
you know, what systems and, and track, whether it's a traction call or a weekly herd update or a leadership meeting or coffee with the bulls. But then like, what are the other things that are actually happening to, to move the needle? And what do you actually have to do to get these people to buy in, to embrace it, to explain the why? And what's that actually look like for our company? What might it look like for your company? And how to embrace those things, get better at them, get more efficient at them, but really just like have that conversation. And I, I think, you know, a, a teaser to that would be like if you're not, you know, having Friday night 11 o'clock calls with your team because they're going through something for the first time or they need guidance or leadership, you, you just need to get calibrated on that. And, um, you know, leadership as a whole. And as as I look at our operations team, we have five direct report regional manager slash business coach kind of personalities and they are all so good at different things mm -hmm. and they all read different books have different styles whether that's their own personal finances or issues or um, things they're working through or business so how do you take a group of five very different individuals talk about building machines and robots, but really pour into them so they're their own version of five different leaders that maybe become CEOs. And I think it's just a, a topic that every company is going through and and maybe talking yep. about. And I don't have the answer, but uh, no, that's good. That, that, that would be a, a fun conversation for all of us to have because we're three very different people. And, and that's what I, yeah. I like. Like-minded, but different. Yeah, I absolutely. like about that. And I, I'm going to go to myself because, you know, I always kind of go at the end and I feel like it's not fair because I can steal off y'all too. <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> uh, so, so I, I think that I get this a lot and this is something that I struggle with in the company. Um, and I, so when we, when we come up with some of these topics and I'll be able to do a lot of research on it, but I, I look at like Paul Brown and, and Inspire Brands and how they grew from, you know, all these brands and how they're managing so many brands at one time and how we're trying to manage our brands at so many times. Is, 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 and we used this word before and we've, it's been up in a topic before is scaling. How do you scale your business and, and how can you get better at scaling it and growing it and, and but running it efficiently? I mean, it's great to I had all these awesome brands, Buffalo Wild Wings Go, Arby's, Starbucks, Buffalo's, Mellow. Um, you know, we have Rusty Taco and, and other brands are kind of coming at us, too, a little bit. But how do we can continue to control to be profitable and, and, and good stewards and make good deals and things? So I, I, I have that thought topic that I really want to spend because I, I love to get I get Kim's insight on this I get your insight on this I'd love us to get around the table and have that conversation too so yeah. Kimberly what you got so what was the question yeah if we had a topic if you had a topic that you would want to talk about as yeah. a group in front of these cameras what would it be next season I think um how to um overturn a non-performing store how to make um a non-performing store into a successful operations. I think that we have some definitely hi uh, definite history on that. I think that we have some great ideas as um, three business leaders on very different ideas, but ideas on on how to turn around a okay. non-profiting store. And I think that that would kind of generate with people, especially in today's world where we see a lot that are underperforming and having to close their doors. So. Yeah. You know, I think that would maybe resonate with no. somebody out there and, and, you know, give us, give an opportunity 
for us to share our ideas. Like yeah. what's happening when you're considering closing your doors? Because yeah. not everything is a success story. And our company's blessed with a ton of really good, high-performing stores. But we've got a couple that we're working real, real hard on. And that takes a ton of resources, time, and, yeah. Yeah. and effort. And yeah. um, that'd be a great topic. That is a great topic. Yeah. I love that. And I think that we're in, we have one right now that we're kind of all honing in on. And so for us, we just need to make some really good notes and see how we come in and yeah. episode three. Talk through or, that. Yeah. We've had some that we've built back up and, you know, we've had some that are tripling, tripping, tripping right now and that we're working hard on and some that have already kind of started improving really well on too. So that's a yeah. great topic. Cause you know, right now, especially Kim with the, and, and Justin with the, with the struggles in the world today, um, you know, the restaurants are closing, businesses are closing and, and sometimes people don't have the assets. It's not just always the assets either. It's, it's the skill to get in there and figure it out and you know it's got to got to get in there and do it unfortunately there's some you know there's some businesses out there closed uh, you know we got contacted about some recently that I, it, it was probably a little too late for us to get involved in it um uh, but i wish i'd have known earlier because i think we could have probably done some better some some something different with yeah, them some consulting services maybe. yeah but it sometimes when you, you know when the boats you know third the way through or halfway full of water it's hard to get it out yeah. you know it's it's going and so great that would be great a great idea. topic too in the scaling convo because yeah. i'll be sitting here saying don't do it love to help love yeah. to consult that's that's the the angle but we don't need three more brands or two more brands <laughs> yeah so it's tough. scaling bottom performers leadership coming at you plus some construction stuff yeah yeah. Plus, we oh, want to yeah. we oh, want to yeah. bring yes. you along the ride for Buffalo Go. Goat. So look yeah. forward yeah. to that. That's gonna be fun. The yeah. whole ride we're bringing. Yeah, we're gonna start yeah. those. That's that'll be season yeah. three. Really yep. starting out. It'll probably be our first shot there at our store. Hopefully, or maybe second Hard or Depends on when they get construction contracts yeah, are done. So, uh, yeah. Well, hey, thank you guys. I know it's a busy day today. Uh, got a lot to go on. Thank you. Um, I appreciate your time. And hey, thank you guys again for watching. Please go subscribe and uh, follow us and uh, share us, please. Yeah. Thank, thank you for guys. All the support.